Bring forth the prisoner! Hot Toddy have been found guilty of bringing an obscure style of podcast entertainment to people across the world, and your sentence is death by firing squad. Do ye have any last words? I do. I regret nothing. I apologize for nothing. I did what I felt was right. I felt it was right to do a sketch about Satan creating Comcast. I thought it was right. For Miss Pingrino and I to do a sketch about idiot bank robbers who put their photos on Facebook and get caught because of that. And I thought it was the right thing to do to bring Ollie to a wider audience. I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Very well. And with that, it is time. Boris, ready! Aim! Drop your weapons, pick up the pies, and fire! <laughs> Welcome to the Smoking Hot Podcast. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smoking Hot Podcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, DA Williams, and Orson Wells. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Hello, hello there, and welcome once again. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind, as always. But listen, listen, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, you're not fooling anybody. That 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 applause is, it, it, the applause is usually for me, and I believe that, but that applause is not for me this week. That applause is for the sun up in the sky. I'll tell you that right now. That is a fact. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, this podcast comes to you every week from Knoxville, Tennessee, and we have had a week of weather out here that has been astonishing. I have not seen the winter be as bad as it's been uh, th- this past week, in January in general, in a long, long time. We, we, we had some bad snow last year, and uh, we had a little bit of snow uh, in January as well, I think the year before, but nothing really compared to what we got last week. I mean, it was it was extreme. We got it last Wednesday, tons of snow. I mean, was it was a few inches. I don't even remember how many inches it was, but you couldn't get on the roads. It was awful. It cleared out a little bit by Thursday, and then Friday it started puffing again, and actually it got really bad, like almost two feet of snow all around us in the surrounding counties. Knoxville didn't really get that much over the weekend. But, I mean, East Tennessee in general has had a week of weather that has just been rough, and we are really happy to be coming out of it. But it's kind of scary to think, though, that we're just at the end of January. we still got the entire month of February and even a little bit of March as well uh, to go through in terms of weather. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But anyway, it, it's good to be out of the cold, and, and it's so great to be back here on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. We've not been back. We've not done a show uh, since before Christmas, the week before Christmas, which was our, our Christmas meet. Our Christmassy, I can't even say the word, Christmasiest Christmas special ever. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. It was, a, it was a fantastic show. And then we took a little winter break off, nice month off. But now we're back and we're ready to go. And uh, I'm really excited about this episode in particular. The first one, first show of 2016, I might add. I'm really excited about this one because it is all about one of my all-time favorite movies, 
Star Wars. That's right. This episode is actually called The Toddcast Awakens. That's right. Let me repeat that. This week's episode is called The Toddcast Awakens because we'll be talking all about what went down in the latest Star Wars movie and uh, we'll also be kind of poking fun at some things that happened in the past in the old Star Wars movies. We're going to be taking a look, a little look at everything, I think, just kind of spanning the globe of the Star Wars universe. But uh, uh, just Forewarning, uh, spoiler alert, I'm, I'm giving you fair warning now, this episode has major spoiler, major spoiler, like, it, it'll spoil the entire new Star Wars film if you've not seen it yet, I'm talking about The Force Awakens of course, so if you've not seen the new Star Wars movie yet and you don't want to know what happens until you've seen it, I encourage you, I hate to say don't listen to this episode, but don't listen to this episode. That's what I'm telling you. Stay clear of this episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast until you have seen uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Then come back and listen to it. Then you can be like, oh, yeah, everything you said makes a ton of sense. That's that's awesome. So, yeah. So, you know, I don't want to say don't listen to our show, but uh, don't listen to our show until you've seen The Force Awakens. It's the only way uh, to make this fair. But if you don't care or if you've seen it already, listen to this. You're going to enjoy it because we're going to have a lot of fun talking about the new Star Wars film. So with that in mind, let's not waste any more time here. Let's jump right into it with episode 16 or episode 10 of the second season, however you look at it. It is the Toddcast Awakens right here on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! The Smoking Hot Toddcast. Episode 16, The Toddcast Awakens. It is a time of great joy around the galaxy because 10 years after the last film was made and 33 years since the original story, a new Star Wars movie has finally arrived called The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens has generated a lot of excitement among the Star Wars fans and a lot of debate as to what's to come in upcoming sequels. Oh yeah, and everyone is happy that they have finally released a new Star Wars movie sans Jar Jar Binks. Actually, both fans and people who have never seen the movie or don't give a shit one way or another are thrilled to not have that disaster in this film. Him or that uh, whiny-ass Hayden Christensen. I mean, seriously, there wasn't anyone else available. Hell, Leonardo DiCaprio was offered the role. Why in God's name didn't he take it? Sorry, sorry, the prequels still get me a little bit, uh... Okay, just gotta calm down. Anyway, while most have now seen the new film within its first few weeks, there have been those who have slacked off a bit and have yet to view this new masterpiece. Someone included in that percentage is our own Ms. Pengrino. We find our host Hot Toddy about to take her on her first theatrical Star Wars adventure. This is Hot Toddy, and I'm here with the lovely Miss Pingrino. Say hello. Hello. Okay, and we are about to do something that's really exciting. Uh, it's the first time the Miss Pingrino has ever done this, and it's one of, I think, five times, no, four times that I've done it, or maybe six times. It's starting to sound dirty, so I should probably explain what it is. Tonight, we are going on a theatrical adventure as we are taking Miss Pingrino on her first theatrical trip to see Star Wars. In that being, she's going to see the new Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. Now, over the month of January, I have gotten her all caught up on all six episodes of Star Wars, have I not? Yes. 
lots and lots of hours watching all the episodes, but they were great. Exactly. See, I mean, that, that's the whole point, is that they are so interesting, they kept your interest, and now you're excited about seeing this new Star Wars film, correct? Very excited, yes. Okay, so, like I said, been getting, getting your all caught up on all the Star Wars movies, and now we are going in to see The Force Awakens. I've seen it twice already, but I can't wait for my third time. And, hey, this is going to be huge for her because she's never seen it. And, of course, there's a whole lot of surprises coming up in this film and uh, ones that she probably would never expect. So this is going to be cool. We're going to go now, and we're going to see The Force Awakens. We'll see you on the other side. Any parting words as we enter the theater? May the Force be with you. That's right. Ollie Smoking Hot Podcast promos. Take one. All right, Ollie. Just say this is Ollie, and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Show podcast station. Okay. All right, Ollie. This time, just say uh, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Smoking Ollie Report. No, that's not. Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie. This time, just say this is the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Biscuits. Damn it. Okay, Ollie. Just say the words the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside. I see people. I see grass and trees and buildings. I hate you. The Smokin' Hot Todd. Smokin' Hot Toddcast! You suck, Ollie! Well, we're talking about the new Star Wars movie this week, and it should come as no surprise to everybody that it was the biggest money maker of all time. It was one of the biggest films. It, it's actually the biggest film of all time. It beat out Avatar, Jurassic World, and Titanic, all the top contenders. They have been blown out of the water, and Star Wars The Force Awakens is now the biggest money maker and the biggest blockbuster of all time. And it is a great film. Everybody has raved about it. I love the film. I thought it was an absolutely fantastic film. And I thoroughly enjoyed it, and the world has also very very much thoroughly enjoyed it. But there are some issues with the film, and some of the Star Wars fans have made mention of this and really have pinpointed their distaste for these three. There's three particular points that I'm going to talk about that people are kind of upset with, but for the most part, I'd say about over 90% of them overlook it to enjoy the fact that there is a new Star Wars movie out with a new with a new story, and it's extremely interesting and well done, and makes us even, you know, just as excited as when the old ones came out. So, you know, they, they bypass it. But there are three specific points why people are, you know, maybe not extremely happy with the way the new Star Wars film has been done. Uh, we'll start with the first point right here the fact that jj abrams essentially destroyed george lucas's happy ending you know for those of you who don't know george lucas had zero participation in the new star wars movie he's going to have zero participation in all future star wars projects because of course he sold uh, lucasfilms limited to disney so disney's in complete command and jj abrams is at the helm uh, of all the films so they're doing their own thing so you know i think i and as long as well as many star wars fans kind of thought maybe they do something along the lines of well okay we're entering 30 years into the future and han luke and leia are all you know these huge heroes and they're probably huge names in the in the new republic that's been formed and everybody's living a wonderful life and then there's these new bad guys that come in and they have to come together to beat them sort of like in, in the prequels but that is not the case no we've come in we find out that first of all you know the republic was formed but there's still a bunch of imperial sympathizers who 
started a new group who's become almost as powerful as the empire so that means really nobody is safe still <laughs> even after even though the 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 first order that's the name of the new imperial group the first order they're more the the rebels in this case they're the ones rebelling against the new republic uh you know even though they're the rebels they're still very powerful because they have the technology and they have the desire to create some sort of you know horrible death star something you know some sort of massive weapon that could wipe out life in the galaxy if they wanted to so that means really in reality there was no happy ending with the original star wars story it was essentially just winning a major battle you know in the series of battles that were to come because you really will never get rid of imperial sympathizers it's very reminiscent about what we're dealing with in our own lives here in the United States, here in this world, in this planet, in this time, is terrorism, you know? It's like we can kill Osama bin Laden. We can pretty much, you know, bog down Al-Qaeda as much as we can. There's still going to always be terrorists around, you know? ISIS is the perfect example of that. ISIS is our first order, you know? They're, they're the ones who are coming out of the ashes of Al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden and creating their own, you know, form of terrorism and doing their own thing. And so that's where that lies, you know. It's like you're never really going to get rid of these people. You just have to maintain authority. And, well, when you're in a galaxy far, far away and you have technology that is far beyond our technology, that's kind of difficult to do. But anyway, so, yeah, the, you know, the, the happy ending is destroyed because there's a new imperial order called the, called the First Order. And so, you know, everybody now has to suffer because of these guys and so you know the 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 entire happy ending has been destroyed and none of the and the lives of all the heroes from the last movie are not as great as we thought and that leads me to the second point which is everyone is essentially a failure now you know that's that's the truth nobody really turned out great after the fall of the empire uh, you know, Luke Skywalker was the new hope. He was the hope. And he was the person who destroyed the Sith and destroyed the Empire. He was that guy. And he was able to do it. And he became a full-fledged Jedi whose goal, whose sole life goal at that point, was to create a new breed of Jedi. A whole new group of Jedi. And the story goes, of course, in The Force Awakens, is that he did that. He tried to do it. He wanted to do it. But unfortunately, one of his apprentices uh, went up against him, turned to the dark side, and destroyed everything. Killed all the new Jedi. Luke was able to survive. And because of that, he exiled himself where nobody could find him. That's the story of Luke Skywalker, the great hero from the original trilogy, is that he's off now in hiding because he feels that the galaxy you know, doesn't want him around anymore because he failed, essentially, in what he was trying to do. And so that's the story of Luke Skywalker. And, of course, we don't ever see him in The Force Awakens until the very end. So we'll see him more in the next movies. All right, so that's Luke Skywalker. Han Solo. Han Solo. We'll do Han Solo and Princess Leia together uh, because uh, their biggest screw-up, of course, was their own child. Uh, the apprentice that I mentioned earlier who turned against Luke was their son, Ben Solo. And he is now the bad guy in the movie, the new Sith Lord. Well, it's not, it's not Sith anymore. It's now the Wrens, uh, the, the new evildoer in the film, Kylo Ren. Uh, and he turned against Luke, killed all the Jedi, and is now who he is. And so, you know, that's their biggest fault right there was him. 
Uh, and because all of this went down and the galaxy started falling apart and everything again, uh, Han and Leia's relationship crumbles. And Han goes back to being a smuggler and everybody trying to kill him because he doesn't ever make do on his promises. So Han goes from being scum to one of the greatest heroes that the galaxy's ever seen to scum again. And, and it just, it's just so sad. It's so sad to think about that, that this guy whom we come to love just went back to being a smuggler again. It's just, it, it, it's kind of sad. And, and then, and then of course there's princess Leia, uh, who, you know, is still a high ranking person in the Republic and, and the resistance, which is now the group that the Republic has formed to fight against the first order. She is the main general. She's the head general, uh, you know, in charge of all of this, which is great that she's probably, she's probably doing the best out of all three characters. She really is. She's doing the best, but still, you know, she has to deal with losing her son to the dark side, losing her husband, uh, you know, to their problems, you know, and him leaving and doing his thing and losing her brother who runs off to hide because he failed as a Jedi essentially. So, you know, nobody's doing good now in the galaxy. And that, and that's a, and that's, that sucks. You know, when you think about the original films, you think, Oh my God, you know, you watch return of the Jedi, you watch the Ewok celebration at the end. You think, Oh, that's such a happy ending. But then you go to the, the force awakens and you realize that all of that was for naught. It's all gone now. And so that's, everything is is over with and um good and of course well i forgot to mention this part of course han solo gets killed uh in in the force awakens by his son kylo ren this turned into like a jerry springer episode this movie did right i mean it really did kylo ren kills his own father which happens to be han solo so again let's go through the process here he's a smuggler who becomes one of the greatest heroes in the galaxy back to a smuggler and then never redeems himself, kills, gets himself killed by his own son. It's really a sad, sad plot, but it, you know, it works. Again, I'm going to talk more about why I like this after we get done, but let me get to the third point now. This is the third and final point. Third issue that people seem to be having with the new Star Wars film is the fact that it seemed kind of like a rehash of A New Hope, in that it all kind of worked the same way, right? The movie starts with people being in trouble. Republic people getting in trouble with the, you know, the bad guys, the First Order. Uh, they have a map to Luke Skywalker, and so they have to hide it so that the First Order doesn't hi- find it. They hide it in the new robot in the movie called BB-8. It's very reminiscent of when Princess Leia had the Death Star plans and had to hide them in R2 in A New Hope. So there's your first thing. And then, you know, BB has to go traveling around the planet, much like 3PO and R2 did, and they run into the new girl, Rey, in the movie, much like they ran into Luke Skywalker in new in A New Hope. You know, and then the whole storyline, I mean, it, it's its own movie, but it is it is sort of a, a rehash, as you, as you can see. You know, BB-8 carries the map to Luke Skywalker, so now the First Order is after a BB-8, much like how the Empire was after R2 because he had the plans to the Death Star, which, of course, by the way, in The Force Awakens, there is a new Death Star. It's called Starkiller Base, and it's it's a lot bigger than the Death Star. The Death Star was just it was a planet-sized uh, little orb 
uh, Starkiller Base is a planet within itself that still has that massive weapon. So it's even bigger than the Death Star. And uh, they use it, again, continuing with the fact that the original happy ending is destroyed, they use Starkiller Base to destroy the planet that holds the Republic. So really the Republic gets destroyed and only the Resistance uh, lives on. So there's that. But Starkiller Base is like the Death Star. Eventually BB-8 makes it to the Resistance, much like how 3PO and R2 make it to... Uh, the the rebels and all the characters make it to you know all to the base there with the resistance and everything and they learn that there's a weakness in Star Killer Base much like there was a weakness in the Death Star and they find it then they go and they destroy Star Killer Base just like they did did that the Death Star in the original film so there is some issue with the fact that it was a somewhat of a rehash of the original Star Wars now. Now that I've talked about all of that, I've, I've rambled on for quite a while here, but this was my Star Wars rant, and I wanted to get it out there. Uh, despite all of that, this really is probably the greatest Star Wars film that's ever been made. And really, honestly, it's for the three reasons that I mentioned. Uh, you know, the storyline, okay, yeah, it was a happy ending, Return of the Jedi, but we all knew that they were going to eventually make new Star Wars films. We just, had, we just didn't know when they were exactly you know, going to do it, but now that they've done it, it's absolutely perfect. Of course, the happy ending has to get destroyed. I mean, you're not, you can't continue on with the series, with the story, and it just being, oh, everybody's living in paradise. No, you have to mess up the story. You have to have a new plot line, and you have to have something, you know, going on. Now, that being said, the rehash, which is the third point, I mean, you know, there's only so much you could do in, in the Star Wars universe. I mean, again, it really is the best plot line. The bad guys create something huge, and the good guys, who are a small band of people, come through and destroy it. I mean, it really is a great, you know, why, why mess that up? Why, why not keep it going, you know? It makes total sense. And the character development, you know, all the characters becoming failures, essentially. Uh, I, I guess that is probably my biggest issue. I'm not a big fan of that either. I did hate to see that Han Solo lost the Millennium Falcon, you know, after all those years of fighting with it. And then, you know, come going from being a smuggler to a hero and then back to doing what he does and then getting killed and never really getting to redeem himself. This is one of the greatest heroes in film history. And we never see him, you know, really come back as the great hero again. That sucks. It does, you know, and, and Luke Skywalker, you know, being the new hope and then everything, you know, falls apart for him. That does suck. And, and I do agree with that. I do think that that was maybe a little too harsh for them. But again, with a new story, you got to shake things up. You got to be expecting something new. And that's just the way it is. You have to be ready for something, you know, different than what you grew up with. So, all, so when you combine those elements, it really does create a, an, a fascinating film and a really interesting film, and, and it's a lot of fun. If you've not seen it yet, uh, there's a massive spoilers and everything I just talked about, but if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, that's why it's been such a great movie, a great moneymaker, because it is an interesting film and everybody wants to see it, and there's not a soul on this planet who's not ready and excited for episode eight, which will be coming out. Unfortunately found out December, 2017. Now it's going to be May, but now it's December 20. We'll talk more about that later in the podcast, but, uh, but it's coming out and people are waiting for it. People are ready and people are loving the new star Wars story. So with those three issues, they are kind of sores on flawless, on the flawless skin that is star Wars. <laughs> but, uh, but I think they still managed to work to create a really interesting story. So, Star Wars The Force Awakens, fantastic film, episode 8, we're coming for you. Hot toddy. 
Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. You know, Star Wars tends to be kind of straightforward in how it works and how all the characters are created and assembled, you know? We don't actually, we never really think much about the characters outside of how we see them, you know? Because, well, the story has been told, right? I mean, there's been seven movies now. So, like, in the 80s and 90s, if you had questions about, well, where did Darth Vader come from? How did he, how did he become Darth Vader? Well, those questions were answered with the prequels. And then everybody since 1983 has asked, what happened uh, to the galaxy and Dahan and Luke and Leia after Return of the Jedi? Well, those questions have just been answered with The Force Awakens. But there are still some questions that never gets answered. And sadly, it's a silent majority of us that ask these questions, but we are extremely curious, okay? The one thing that is pretty normal and and just happens all the time in the galaxy that Star Wars takes place in is that everybody seems to wear a helmet of some sort. And I'm not just talking about one on their heads, one that completely covers their head. You know, the stormtroopers and everything like that. And the new movie, it's Kylo Ren. And of course, Darth Vader had to wear a helmet because it was the only way to, that would keep him alive. But my question is, what would happen if they sneezed? <laughs> That's always been my question since I was a little kid. What did you have to do if you sneezed and you sneezed in the helmet? Would that not just be the worst thing ever? And God forbid you do it in front of people, especially for Kylo Ren or Darth Vader. I mean, that just must be the most humiliating thing to do. And have you seen the nose on Kylo Ren? I'm sorry, that's got to be a pretty big mess in there when that happens. But it really got me to thinking, what happens if you got to sneeze? Those are not easy helmets to take off. The stormtroopers might be able to get it off real fast, but Kylo Ren's helmet? No way. And Vader he couldn't even take his off. Now, it could stand to reason that Vader couldn't really sneeze because when he got burned on the Mustafar system, his nostrils and his sinuses may have gotten burned away as well. Okay, that makes sense. But I've always wondered, what if they weren't? What if he was still able to have regular bodily functions, including a sneeze? I think it'd go something like this. Stormtrooper. Lord Vader. Captain. R2. In Oxford D2, what are you doing here? Oh, never mind. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, oh god. Huh? Huh? Oh! Oh god! Oh lord, I can't see! I can't see anything! Oh my god! I can't see a thing! Somebody help me! Oh god! Oh! 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 oh. God, keep hurting my head! What's going on? Lord Vader, are you okay? No! No, I'm not okay, you moron! I just sneezed! I can't see anything! Oh! God! Lord Vader, is there anything I can do? Captain? Captain, is that you? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! That is not for you to grab, sir! I'm sorry! Will you just help me, please? I don't know what to do! I don't know what to do! I can't hold my own dirt plate! Oh, screw you! Oh my god! Oh! Jesus, I keep hitting my head! Oh, I, I can't believe I've never dealt with this before! Oh god! What do I do? Lord Vader! Is everything okay? Master! Master, I can't see! I sneezed in my helmet, I can't see a thing! Uh, uh, alright, just, just calm down now, we can, we can fix this. Okay, okay! Just come closer to me and I can help. Okay, 
right. I have a tissue here. You can clean it out. Okay. Wait, wait, no, no, don't, don't, don't pick me up. Wait, you pick me up. Wait, I can't understand you. Wait, Lord Vader, put me down. What? What? Lord Vader, no! Whoops, uh, didn't mean to do that. Uh, I better go clean out my helmet. Sorry! Smoking hot podcast. Well, it's amazing. Even in the midst of talking about all this fantastic Star Wars stuff, I still find time to sneak in a Vols update. And it's actually probably going to be the last one for a while. Uh, it's, it's already almost a month since this happened, but uh, the last time we spoke, we knew that the Vols were going to be heading to the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day, and they did, and they won huge now if you're in the Knoxville area or you follow sports closely or a big Vols fan whatever the case you know what I'm talking about but if you don't know what I'm talking about of course we know we come to you from Knoxville every week and it's the home of the Tennessee Volunteers the Vols beat Northwestern in the Outback Bowl 45 to 6 my friends 45 to 6 it was an absolute amazing amazing show I, I, I'm I'm still speechless like I said it's been, it's been almost a month since they did this but I'm still just I'm without speech at this at this point it's so fantastic and you know this really truly is I believe the the start of the new era of Tennessee I believe that this is just this well I think maybe last year the tax slayer bowl when we won that I think that was the prelude of great things to come and it is I mean we had some speed bumps in the 2015 season but we really picked up and we got ourselves to the Outback Bowl which is a place we've not been in years and we dominated and it was absolutely fantastic it was so great and just an amazing spectacle to see I mean it really was and you know I'm really proud of the volunteers for doing what they did And, and I mean it's like I said, they dominated 45 to 6. I mean, Northwestern got one touchdown, couldn't get the extra point. It was amazing. And, I mean, they just went touchdown after touchdown and some interceptions. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely crazy good how well the, how well the Vols did. And I'm, I'm looking at the 2016 season as probably being our best season in years. I mean, I, I'd say this is probably the best season we've had, we're going to have, that is, uh, since maybe the early 2000s. I mean, I, I really, I have truly believed that. I believe that we are, we finally found our pitch. We have finally found our speed, and we know what we're going to do now, and we know what what we need to do to make things work, and we're going to make things work. We're not just going to, you know, hope for the best or, you know, make excuses. No, we're going head first, and Butch Jones is leading us to that. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, as a matter of fact, we hold the largest margin of victory in Outback Bowl history with this game. 45 to 6, that's nothing to sneeze at, of course, you know. I mean, but it is amazing. In the second half alone, uh, Josh Dobbs, our quarterback, guided uh, the Vols to a 14-play drive that featured conversions on 3rd and 11 and 4th and 1 before Jalen Hurd ran into the end zone to make it 24 to 6. And that, that was just the beginning of the second half. Uh, we They added more touchdowns when Dobbs broke the plane uh, for the second time. Uh, he picked up, and I think he dropped a snap and tiptoed and he tipped. He did. Like he like tiptoed 18 yards for a fourth quarter score. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, it, you you could not stop him, and they could not be beat. As a matter of fact, you know, the Northwestern fans we were walking out. They were just like, we're we're done. We're over it. You know, it's over. We get it. We lost. So you know, I, it it really is just fascinating and exciting to see 
what all the Vols have done this season. I mean, again, there were some losses that shouldn't have happened. Florida and Oklahoma, probably the biggest, the top on the list there. But, you know, we came back and we showed the world what we were made of and we did it and we did it well. And here we are. We are now Outback Bowl victors and we got the 2016 season in the horizon within our grasp. And and I expect it to be a huge, huge season. And I, I predict that future seasons for the Vols football team will be even better. But once again, I did my last, this is probably my last Vols update for a few months at least. Uh, a huge victory in the Outback Bowl, 45 to six. Can't can't go wrong with that. And I congratulate the Vols. And here's to the 2016 season. May it bring nothing but excitement and joy. Go Vols. Orson Welles smoking hot podcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say, hello, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! The Smokin' Hot... Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to the first Ollie Report of 2016. I'm Hot Toddy, and obviously, I think it would come without shock at all that the story that we're covering this week has been something that's very important. It's been an issue all week long. Of course, I'm talking about the weather conditions that we've been going through over the last few days. And we got Ollie on the scene just to let us know exactly what's going on now with the weather and what we can expect in the future. So, without further ado, for the first time in 2016, the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are you, sir? Freezing my nards off! First thing you say in 2016 already offends everybody, so thank you for that, sir. All right, well, I'm sorry that you're so cold. We needed you outside so that we so that we could figure out exactly what's going on with the weather. Now, um, you covered most of the weather throughout last week. You sat in with some meteorologists and got on some of the Doppler radar and, and checked out everything that was going on. Uh, can you tell us how bad was the winter storm? Oh, I tell you, hot toddy, it was so bad that I saw a robin crawl underneath Orson Wells. Hi-ho! That... That was just uncalled for. I think Johnny Carson's flipping in his grave now because of that. And I don't think Mr. Wells appreciated it either. Um, let, let's leave all that out, Ollie. Tell us exactly, seriously, how bad was the weather conditions? There was a lot of white outside. I couldn't walk. Every time I walked outside, I fell down. It was a pain on my butt. My cat, Captain Meowingtons, was very cold. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Ollie. I, I didn't realize uh, that he was... <laughs> No, no worries. Um, moving on, Ollie. Now, here in Knoxville, we didn't get uh, as much of the bad weather over the weekend as the surrounding areas. Can you tell us just how bad it was in areas like the Plateau and in the mountains? The snow seems to be gone. 
It's still cold outside, though, and my car won't start because of it. I don't know what to do about that. I guess I'll have to go to Walmart and get a new battery. You ever had some Red Bull? It's good stuff. I still don't know what Farfanugan means. I'll try to work on it, though. Don't you worry about that. Biscuits! I was wondering when that was going to come in, but, uh... As always, that's not helpful at all, Ollie. We're talking about the weather, the weather conditions over this past week. You remember it was Wednesday, it came through, it was really bad. Thursday was okay, and then Friday through the weekend, uh, it was really bad for the surrounding areas. This is very important and very serious because this is a big issue right now because the winter is really acting very crazy, especially since it was like, you know, very cold and very snowy last week. And then this week, the weather conditions are back to normal. It's going to be in the 50s all week. What can we expect in the future with these weather conditions? I see sky and trees and buildings. The buildings have some snow on them, but the trees are naked. I don't know if I should be looking at this. Station! Well, Ollie, uh, you've managed to whiz this right down your leg once again. That's, uh, that's impressive for you. I mean, usually you give us a little something, but I mean, you, you've given us absolutely nothing to go on here. It's not even, like, weather-related. It's, it's, it's... It's almost... I don't know. I don't know. I've got no words. You've left me speechless. That's how bad this report is, Ollie. Could you please just stop with your nonsense and just tell us directly what's going on with the weather and what can we expect? I have no idea. At least you're honest about it. Thank you, Ollie. I guess that's all we've got. Oh, you're talking about the weather conditions right now. Well, the wintry conditions that went through last week were very painful. Luckily, no one lost power and were able to make it through. However, it was a substantial amount of snow that came through, and ice was dangerous as well. Even in Knoxville, even though there was not much snow, the ice was still a problem. For areas like the Plateau and the mountains, it was the worst. Almost two feet of snow. But the good news is the wintry weather has moved out, and it will remain in the 50s for the next little while. But, of course, we're just at the end of January. Who knows what February and March could bring? It is best to keep those galoshes ready. Tonight, in your sleep, pray for it. My cat doesn't have butt cheeks, but I do! Thank you. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Did you see Star Wars? That was my big question. I did. Yes, I did see Star Wars. Was Was it good for you too? <laughs> no. It was okay. It was, it was okay. okay. It was just okay. All right, that's fine. Yeah, I didn't. The whole hype and everything that everyone surrounded it. I mean, it was good. I kind of, I kind of kept my expectations at a minimum. Cause, okay. Because. Typically, I'm the person who believes in the hype, and then I'm just underwhelmed by the movie. And I'm like, this is a Star Wars movie, and it does look pretty good, but I'm just going to go in and just did it blow your mind? I'm not going to get... It didn't blow my mind, but it did definitely meet my expectations. Okay. So, well, if you had a low bar, though. <laughs> well. <laughs> it met my expectations. They didn't make me, like, It leave. was good. It was really good. And, and to all the people that were saying it was anti-white, there was one black guy in it. <laughs> Calm down. Oh, calm the F down. Yeah. Um, no, I was surprised that people weren't all over the fact that it was rather uh, a feministic movie as well. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I, I've the way they jumped over Mad Max. <laughs> I mean, I, well. I was waiting for it. And I guess enough of the glitz and the little bebop boop robots kind of let that whole theme slide yeah. under the radar. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I've, I've heard of a few people that have called her like a Mary Sue 
the the title character Ray, which I'd never yeah. heard that term either before. Apparently, it's it's a female that is written into a story that I think it it initially was like a female author inserting herself into the story, mm-hmm. but then it sort of evolved into this concept of a female character who is unreasonably good at whatever she does. Like mm-hmm. she's supposedly a Mary Sue because she fights off sand people in the very first scene. Yeah. She's fluent in several languages. She pilots the Millennium Falcon right off the bat. She beats Sith with a lightsaber. She's a Jedi. Like, yeah. give, give her some credit, man. Yeah, that's when I say, like, eh, eh, She's got good bloodlines. You're sexist. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I just say you're, like, whoever no. says says that, like, well, they, they might not be sexist, but they're wrong. Yeah. They're just wrong. Like mm-hmm. it's a Star Wars movie. Let the per- let a person be a hero. Let her do her thing. Yeah, like you never question it. Because Luke Skywalker was originally they toyed with the idea of him being a girl. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, and to and to people who think that she's unreason unreasonably good at whatever she does, he was like a whiny farm farm boy, and then blew up the Death Star twenty four hours and later. And he like so, built his own lightsaber. And he built his own. That only came in like the third movie. So. Yeah, but you know how hard that is. No, no one I questioned just, that. And he's yeah, like, no one can do it. It's he so built it hard. Out, yeah, he like built it out of junk. Like, come on. Like, no one was like, oh, he's too good at everything. So whatever. And I did enjoy his appearance at the very end. I kind of think he was pissing, though. Uh, <laughs> you know, the whole time I was like, where's Luke? Where's Luke? And it's like, oh, there he is. And then end the movie. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I mean, no spoilers, I guess. But um, no, nah, let's just go ahead and spoil. If, yeah, if you're listening to this, Star Wars spoilers. If it ever comes out, Han Solo dies. Just you know, yeah. just so you know, it's saddish. But to be honest, you're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Well, if you know me, you know that I have been a lifelong, die-hard Star Wars fan, and no one was more excited than I was when The Force Awakens came out, and I was even more excited to find out that the next film, Episode 8, would be out just a little over a year, in May of 2017. We got the bad news the other day, however, that the date has been pushed back now to December 15th, 2017, which means we now have to essentially wait two years for the next Star Wars movie. Now, there's been a lot of speculation as to why this is. The best reasoning, and I think it might even almost be confirmed at this point, that the director, Ryan Johnson, was doing rewrites on the script, which would take some more time to get the movie out. He wanted more emphasis on the new characters like Ray and Finn and all of those characters, and they believe that this is for the best. So even though we have to grit our teeth and wait now almost two years for the next Star Wars movie to come out, apparently this is a positive thing. But the good news is, at the end of this year, in December of 2016, we will get a spin-off film called Rogue One. So at least we got the perfect placeholder to get us to episode Eight, which is great. It's fantastic. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is a movie that takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and it's all about the formation of the rebellion against the Empire. Sounds like a lot of fun. And then we're just 365 short days away until Episode 8, and that's that's great too. I will say this though, when I found out that the date had been pushed back even further away, this was my reaction. to the Smoking Hot Podcast.
Well, when you think of Star Wars, which character immediately pops into your head? Most likely, if you're, if you're like me, it's Darth Vader, without a doubt, because he is the iconic character for Star Wars. He is the face of Star Wars. E anytime you ever see anything of Star Wars, you always see that black helmet. I mean, there, there's just no doubt about it. You always see that. And even in The Force Awakens, you actually see his helmet after it's been burned and charred up in the possession of Kylo Ren. So, you know, you, you can never really get away from Darth Vader. And, of course, we all know Darth Vader. And the person in the suit as bodybuilder David Prowse. And when he was Anakin Skywalker, it was Sebastian Shaw. And of course, Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd as Anakin Skywalker during the early days of his story. And of course, now this is the biggie, the voice of Darth Vader. We will never forget James Earl Jones. The man has the voice, the iconic voice for just about anything. That's why he was Mufasa in, in The Lion King and, of course, the voice of CNN. It's because he's got that iconic voice, and George Lucas really showed that to the world, and, it, and you know, he said before that, you know, when it comes to voice acting, uh, George Lucas really started his career. And so, we will always remember Darth Vader mainly connected with James Earl Jones. But, did you know that originally, originally, our very own Orson Welles was originally chosen to be the voice of Darth Vader. A lot of people don't know that this is true. He was originally, he, George Lucas originally wanted him to do it, and he was even on board, but he decided it was for the best to not use Mr. Wells because of the fact that, because he's a huge star, extremely famous actor, director, producer, writer, I mean, he's, he's done it all, and everybody would recognize the voice of Orson Welles. When George Lucas wanted to have a movie of virtual unknowns, the only person he, the only people he wanted really to be known were the people that were in the, the first Star Wars, like Alan Guinness and Peter Cushing and Harrison Ford to a certain extent because he'd already been in another movie before that. But for the most part, he wanted people that nobody really knew. And he was afraid that Orson Welles would sound too familiar and it would kill the mystery behind who Darth Vader was. So that's when he kept looking and ended up finding James Earl Jones. But I have within my possession right here, right now, you're going to hear the voice test that Mr. Wells did. It, it, it is true. It exists. Don't question it. It exists. It exists. Don't don't question it. Here is the original voice test that Orson Welles, our very own Orson Welles, did for George Lucas. George Lucas is a part of this in 1977. Let's take a listen. Rosebud. Yes, rosebud frozen peas. Full of country goodness and green penis. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great, Mr. Wells. That's spot on. Yeah, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Mr. Wells, hello, this is, uh, this is George Lucas, the director of Star Wars. Uh, we, uh, we've noticed that some of the things that you were, uh, that you did in there are not exactly, uh, well, uh, Darth Vader didn't say those things. Uh, we, maybe we should take a break and we can come back and talk more well, about it. Well, tell me. I usually prefer to, but tell me what's wrong. Okay, well, uh... We were wondering maybe if you could just reread that last part you did. What? Well, yes, the 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 the, the, part, the last line. Uh, the line is, "Where are those transmissions you intercepted? What have you done with those plans?" And we were just wondering if you could do it again. Why? I just did it right. Uh, look, I, I'm not used to having more than one person in there. One more word out of you, and you go. Is that clear? Uh, well, we, yes, sir. Uh, that's fine. But I. I take well, I take directions from one person. Under protest, but from two I don't sit still. But who the hell are you anyway? Uh, I'm I'm the director of the movie, sir. George Lucas. You're doing the movie Star Wars. 
You're, you're, the, you're doing the voice of Darth Vader. Well, why the hell are you asking me for another one? Well, I just because the the first thing you said uh, wasn't right, and so we just need to uh, we need to to fix it and just change it a little bit. Jesus. Uh, I am very sorry, sir. I, I I didn't. We didn't mean to offend or anything. So if you could just carry on and uh, let's do it again. Hello, I'm Orson Welles. What follows is a terrifying journey into the world of magic, mystery. Uh, wait, uh, Mr. Wells. Uh, no. Uh, again, that I don't know what it is you're reading, but uh, that that that's not in the script. That's not in the movie. Could you please read the lines that you have there? What? Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Where did he go? I'm not sure. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. Okay. Mr. Wells, uh, keep in mind here, you're the uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh, you rule the galaxy with an iron fist. And you really want to know where those Death Star plans are. Uh, so just give it your all. What follows is a terrifying journey into the world of probate, beneficiaries, and goblins. Mr. Wells! Fine. Fine, no goblins. I give you the living will. Ah! <laughs> uh, that was uh, great, wasn't it? Yeah, spot on. I think. Uh, that's great. Let's uh, let's move on now uh, to the next scene. What is a gonk? Do you mind telling me what that is? Oh, don't don't worry about the gonk droid, uh, Mr. Wells. Uh, he's not in any of your scenes. Now, moving on. <coughs> Can I see Mrs. Rogers for a minute, please? Uh, I'm sorry, who? Mrs. Rogers. Th there is no Mrs. Rogers here, sir. Uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Let's just move on now uh, to the next scene. Uh, Princess Leia has been captured. Uh, and you have to curse her out, essentially, uh, because you're beginning to realize that she's not a loyalist to the Empire, but in fact, uh, a rebel and a traitor. So, uh, you really have got to show a lot of force in this scene, okay? A lot of force. Uh, I, if you don't mind, sir, I, I just, I really need a lot of brutality, uh, coming out of you from, uh, from this particular scene. Okay, are we recording? Recording! All right, sir, now, uh, let's do it. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated Paul Masson. Ah, the French... Okay, that was great, Mr. Wells. Thanks for coming in. Uh, we'll be in touch. And remember, there is no fish stick like Mrs. Pell's. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. DJ Poor Smoking Hot Toddcast promo. Take one. All right, Poor, just say, uh, this is DJ Poor, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> All right. Say it like you would say. Don't say it some way cool, like, dude, you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. <laughs> hmm, that's not quite the way I said it. All right, poor. Just say you're listening to the third home of Hot Toddy, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I'm here. Oh, for the love of God. Will you say it now? Bing or... bong. Damn it. The Smoking Hot. Guy poopy. I quit. 
And as we walk triumphantly out of the theater, finishing Star Wars The Force Awakens, we take pause in all the surprises and all the new conflicts that are happening in this film that will be happening in the next few films. But the real story is, this is Miss Pingrino. We just finished Miss Pingrino's first Star Wars theatrical adventure. How did you enjoy it? It was super awesome. Um, lots of questions, though, and I hate having questions, but I know they're making more, so they will be answered. It's just really, I, they just need to be answered now. That's just what I'm saying. Um, but other than that, super, super great. So you would say that this is definitely, would you say, out of watching all the other six Star Wars movies, is this the best one they've done so far? Yes. Okay. And are you looking forward to Episode Eight? Yeah. Okay, so we're all on the same page here. So, The Force Awakens, definitely a good film. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to throw some questions at you. I want to, I want to know your answers because I want to know how everybody has different emotions about this. How did you feel when you found out Kylo Ren was Han Solo and Prentice Leia's uh, son? Um, it kind of made sense. Like, you figured it was going to be passed, and there was, like, that 50-50 shot whether it was going to be good or evil. So, uh, it, it follows the story. Okay. And what did you think about uh, the fact that Luke Skywalker screwed up so much? I don't know how I feel about that. I just, I don't know. I guess he's human, but really, should he have screwed up? I mean, he was the new hope, after all, right? Yeah. I mean, but that's a lot of pressure on his shoulders, so, I mean. Still, though, he's a Skywalker. You would expect a little bit more, I suppose. Now, the biggest uh, spoiler, what did you think about Han Solo dying? Oh, he just had a presence in the movie that's not going to be there anymore because now he's dead. He's one of the greatest theatrical heroes of all time, right? Indeed. But, I mean, the purpose of killing him off, I don't know if that's going to actually work or not. That, that left some questions right there. So, we shall see. We shall see, indeed. But, overall, The Force Awakens, good film. Agreed? Agreed. Okay, so there you have it. We just finished Star Wars The Force Awakens for my third time. Miss Pingrino's first time, but not the last, I assure you. And now she knows the entire story of Star Wars thus far. So we'll see you when the next Star Wars movie comes out, I guess, right? Episode 8, will you be there? I'll be there. All right, so there you have it. This is the Toddcast Awakens on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. You're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. And there you have it, the conclusion of the Toddcast Awakens right here on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I certainly hope you've enjoyed, and I hope for all the Star Wars fans, this may have cleared up some questions that you've had about the movies uh, for all these years, and I hope I was able to answer them for you and wow you in certain ways. If not, I'm sorry you had to listen to this. And also, if you didn't, if you hadn't seen the movie yet and you didn't want to know what happens and you still listen to this episode, well, shame on you. You weren't supposed to listen to it. But if uh, you were listening to it now and, and you've seen the movie already, you know what happens. Well, congratulations. I hope you enjoyed it. And hope also, once again, I was able to answer some questions for you or entertain you one way or another. But anyway, uh, we had a lot of fun this week. That's going to do it for us. Uh, you can follow me on all social media. That's a Hot Toddy on Facebook, Vine, Periscope. Also, you can follow me. Uh, at hot toddy 9102 on twitter hottest underscore toddy on instagram you can also follow some of the smoking hot toddcast uh, cast members uh, on twitter uh, sheila at sheila hawk uh, 
is Pingrino at Pingrino and our announcer Doc Summit at Kev Summit. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll see you again next week when Ollie celebrates his second anniversary of the Ollie Report. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun, so tune in for that. But until then, this is Hot Toddy saying, may the force be with you. We'll be right back.